10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is January 11th, and we're going to start here with a really cool landmark that Jasper shared. So, the first one is this screenshot from DeFi Llama. And DeFi Llama says that um, Rocket Pool's protocol total value locked is $3.209 billion. So we know that, you know, the RPL token had a huge pump and that is contributing significantly to the, the TVL here. And of course, you know, the staking has been growing slowly, but this is how they're working, working out over here. So that's what DeFi Llama is saying. And that has put us like really nicely on, I think number six on the DeFi Llama leaderboard for Ethereum um, ecosystem projects with um, in, in the rank of TVL. However, there is, as always with those numbers, some um, finer, finer considerations to make. And, you know, we in the Rocket Pool Discord tend to trust Invis's numbers more than we trust DeFi Llama's numbers. So when Jasper used the bot here to get DeFi Llama's, um, sorry, uh, the Invis bot, this Rocket Watch uh, numbers, um, it says that it's around um, 1 million and 32 ETH in total, or um, 2.699 billion DAI. So 2.99, 2.699, or 2.7 billion dollars, basically. So this is a really, really cool growth for Rocket Pool in the last few days. And of course, you know, the token price increase is a huge part of um, of that growth. So um, it's really great, like absolutely wonderful to see that, you know, we've hit those landmarks and milestones and the price will fluctuate, it'll go up and down. But um, as the value of the RPL token gets higher, then these these numbers should get higher as well. And of course, you know, if we start bringing more stake online, then that is a really great way to get the TVL numbers up also. So um, yesterday, uh, as I was recording um, Rocket Fuel, the news of the ETF broke during my episode, and I was able to cover some of the news in the episode, um, and I even posted <laughs> posted in in um, in trading while I was actually recording the episode. So you can see that I was a little bit late because you know I was kind of distracted with other things. But here, like you know, the news broke at. Well, I said it at 47 and the news broke at 44 here from Meek. So um, Meek, you know, I was three minutes late, which when you consider that I was actually recording an episode at the time, I think that's pretty respectable. So, you know, we, we got news from a tier 10K first, and then there was the SEC that released this PDF, but then it got taken down. So we didn't know if the, you know, the, the website got too much, um, activity and it, and it went down or whether the file was released a few minutes earlier than I wanted it to be released. But the official announcement of the ETF came at, um, you know, 4.34 Eastern time. So after the markets had closed, at that point, you know, RPL was doing well, like ETH was doing well, everything was looking really good. And then the official, um, official um, word came through so you know it was totally expected i was talking to pat on weekly orbit earlier today when we were recording it about how people even until yesterday morning were sure that the etf was going to get rejected and i honestly couldn't fathom 
what was going on in their minds to reach that decision so yeah so now we have a look at the you know the etfs going today and we can see here that um this is from eric balkunis earlier so this is actually not the latest number but at that time there was like over a billion dollars worth of um action in the market let's see if these got an updated um number here um no i don't think he has an updated number as far as i can see yeah but like over over a billion dollars i think right now it looks like it's over like two trillion dollars sorry two billion dollars worth of activities been happening but um some of them are, are really big and some of the activity was coming from um the futures um etf that is available for bitcoin and some of it was coming from grayscale's btc trust so for that he was kind of discounting the the numbers from those two but even without those two the the numbers were like really huge so um it was it, it was looking pretty good i think he was on bankless earlier today as well and he was saying that we really need to see what it looks like over the next couple of days and into next week as we'll be able to like really gather the information that we need at that period if right now there's still some question marks about how it's all coming together and you know what the flows are looking like but it's a very 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 strong first day in fact um it's the all-time high for an etf launch and um the blackrock one alone has beaten the all-time high before was beto's um futures bitcoin and then um as eric says here you know uh, as a group they've all easily beaten it but i think blackrock alone now has beaten that as well so it's pretty cool that the previous record has been beaten today and it just builds up hype around bitcoin which is which is really cool however as the day went on some news came through about um brokers giving or not giving access to um the bitcoin etfs so here james said reports that vanguard is completely blocking customer access to publicly listed sec approved bitcoin etfs and customers can now only sell gbtc they can't buy it so it says interesting business choice so um here indian hole says i can confirm i can sell gbtc but i can't buy anything else like ibay or fbtc etc and then people were talking about how like this just doesn't make sense like they were really disappointed that um vanguard was kind of taking a moral high ground on this um so a lot of posts like this from neil started coming through saying you know i have a retirement account in vanguard i called them today and said they will not be offering any of the bitcoin etfs i'm working on transferring assets out of there and i will close my vanguard account terrible business decision by, by vanguard so um here we then see that you know these companies are literally limiting themselves because their their competitors will happily take their money um a whole lot of people are saying fidelity um, have good um, you know crypto rails and crypto access so that is an option for customers if they if vanguard won't allow it but of course i'm not here to endorse any of these um these uh, companies or protocols institutions whatever you want to call them um please do your own research and find out which one is best for you uh, and gives you access to the products that you want okay so in all the celebration yesterday of the etf here we had superfiz working with shifrin put out this pop which is a bitcoin spot etf approval pop so it's um you know orange and it's got people kind of like a party in the background but you can't really see the people you can just see fireworks and balloons and uh, ticker tape and stuff you can have a look at that you know they've already sold 75 of these pops and the cost is 0.01 eth so it's around you know 26 27 dollars um and it looks like it looks like a nice pop um let me see if we can give you a better view of it there you go 
Um, and it says, you know, on January 10th, 2024, the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, led by Gary Gensler, granted approval to spot Bitcoin ETF applications from multiple providers. The Ethereum community uploads Bitcoin's adoption and successes. And we, uh, joyf we joyfully join in celebration with you. The POAP design credited to Shifrin, a symbol of this milestone. All proceeds generated from the distribution of this POAP will be directed to Brink, supporting the continual development of Bitcoin. So that's where uh, the payment will go. So um, if you got that POAP, good job. Um, and yeah, it's nice that, nice that we have POAPs for big occasions. So during that whole, um, you know, uh, ETF approval, the market's like doing crazy stuff. So um, at two minutes past four, you know, before, after the first announcement and before the official announcement, Henri came into Discord here and he shared a screenshot of a Beacon Chain email saying your validator, uh, your validator submitted a proposal and then it says blah, blah, blah. And the amount is um, 6.39 ETH uh, as a reward. So people would like, like instantly like hey that's really cool and Albert was saying you know I hope you're not in the smoothing pool and Andre replied by saying my gambling addiction and not being in the smoothing pool is paying off so he got a nice I think five thousand dollars worth of a lottery block so uh, congratulations to him I guess it was a super extra nice day for Andre here Okay, so talking about Rocket Pool now, you know, with, with everything that's been going on these last couple of days, um, the RPL token is one of the tokens that has responded most strongly to the news. And I guess just like, you know, the ETH beta play is now in where there's this idea that, um, you know, the narrative has shifted from Bitcoin to Ethereum. And then from Ethereum, the narrative has shifted to, um, you know, the Ethereum ecosystem tokens potentially having more space to run than ethereum itself because ethereum of course is such a large mac uh, large market cap um token and um here you know on coin coin gecko yesterday we saw that the rpl token went up to number 96 um and it um went up as the number one highest climbing token on the day and one of the one of the stronger um climbing tokens on the week as well so uh, you know this was a really nice period for rpl let's have a look at CoinGecko now because the price actually um you know has done well since then so yeah this is number 96 so um it's looking it's looking quite strong there let me see if i can give you a better view of the screen yeah it's right here number 96 and of course you know for those of you who remember during um the all-time high uh, with against ETH um, in the lead up to Atlas and and Shanghai, um, we reached number forty-four, I think. So we've got a long ways to go before we get up to those levels again. I think um, to be there, our market cap would have to be around three times higher, basically, than what it is right now. So um, there's still there's still some ways to go to get to those like dizzying heights again. But um, hopefully, you know, we can make our way there over the course of um, this next year or 18 months, however long the bull market takes. Okay, and then just with that, you know, um, other other groups and people were also um, talking about how good uh, RPL's performance was. So here Coinbase was sending out alerts to their users saying RPL is a top mover on Coinbase. RPL is up 18.51% um, to $36.03 in the last 24 hours. So this was like yesterday evening. However, overnight RPL was... Um, going gangbusters it just didn't want to stop um and it actually peaked at um $39.44 which was an incredibly strong performance on the ratio it hit um 0 0.01492 
which is you know the highest it's been in in a few in a few months i think in all honesty um and that like that just shows that you know the rpl has has been doing really well now normally you know when tokens pump 25 30 40 percent in the in a matter of days there's always this fear that you know it's going to retrace it's going to do something that you know in the crypto community we like to call bot like it climbs up really fast kind of does a jagged line across and then goes down really fast however it seems like like so far and i don't want these words to be like you know the kiss of death but it seems like um, it's holding on to some of those gains quite well like you know we're just about um six percent down from the highs from yesterday the great thing is you know now that we've got a little bit more time to look at the chart you can see that on the daily time frame uh, you know we're, we're comfortably ahead that local accumulation zone that we've had since um november like you know in november we had that spike up to around like you know the 34 35 dollar level and since then we've just kind of ranged between the you know those low 30s you know 33 to 34 uh, and uh, about $25 on the low side so we kind of bounced around in that range and now that we've broken out of that range you can see that you know um actually let me show you the three-day chart instead because you can see a little bit more clearly there so as you can see you know on that on that fall from the all-time all high this is actually now the the highest value we've had since pretty much um july july 13th so it's been a good like six months basically since we've reached these numbers and that is that's really exciting so um, i think you know it looks like we are uh breaking out actually like i can kind of see a little bit of uh, a cup and cup and handle pattern here in the three-day chart so if that works out then that that should be taking us like to all-time highs potentially let me see if finance has the pen drawing tool yes it does so like if you can draw the ball over here and then you've got the that's the cup and then there's the handle I, d I don't really believe in ta of course i just think it's astrology for crypto bros or trading bros but you know people believe it so it's it can be a little bit of fun but um if that's a cup and handle then you can potentially see a move up to the depth of the height of the cup to the depth of the cup and then add that to where we are after we break out the handle so it could take us from around yeah 15 16 like into the mid 40s potentially or to a 50 dollar mark so this of course is not financial advice at all it's just trash ta talk but some people find it fun so i thought i'd cover it now that's my trash ta however we do have some legit ta happening in the rocket pool community and this is you know find your moon who i've covered on rocket fuel a whole bunch of times um and finding moon that like, gives really good, good good advice and like um kind of explains what he's seeing in in the chat and in the, the charts and the patterns so he says what a day right the big picture first because it's been a while since we've looked at it so he said start in the upper left with the all-time high then follow that down to the cycle low at 880 since then we've seen two major one two setups the primary cycle in yellow and the intermediary waves in pink and green now then the yellow wave is big and will fall, unfold over the next two to four years so don't get too hyped yet nevertheless the pink curve completes yellow three and and guess what we're only in wave three of that pink impulse which means there's a whole lot of additional scope in the relative near term short and sweet the orange box lays out the approximate range from 2837 to uh, 4261 and that's just for wave three of the yellow structure solid af right so now he's showing the chart so if you have a look at the chart basically he's drawing the lines from uh, the all-time high down to 
the July 2022 lows and then he's kind of drew out the wave pattern so it looks like you know in the next um six months or so we should be somewhere between um two thousand eight hundred dollars which you know we're on the verge of right now all the way up to um four thousand two hundred dollars or so so that's kind of like the range he's given but then of course you know he says that this is just um the the step up two of of three on the big yellow move so if you're using the big yellow move then you know he expects there to be some kind of retracement back to the twenty eight hundred dollar range and then he shows um the upper side of the cycle so this is where he thinks the cycle high is going so he thinks in around june of 2026 um it's going to be uh ETH is going to be around 75 well between 5500 and 8 about 9000 basically so let's see what moon has to say about it to explain it so he says yeah um he says okay here's the upper right side 5799 to 8818 again approximately when probably so when probably in the 2025 to 2026 time frame what's next though will break the all-time high based on the current wave durations that's likely to happen somewhere between q3 of 2024 and q4 of 2025 so the ranges of time here are quite big so people then um you know uh, here he goes and zoomed in he says and here's a zoomed in typical update chart with upside targets of 2596 which we've already gone past 2889 which he thinks might act as resistance or 31 um 18 so those are the numbers that he's kind of looking at in like the short term in like this is the next you know few weeks he thinks that it might be looking at some of these numbers so um jasper says that the all-time high in q3 q4 aligns with potential etf target dates as well so it could be you know fundamentals driving ta driving fundamentals and then he goes on um he says anything's possible to it is remember that the waves are not the best for judging times or durations so it's definitely possible that it happens earlier this year so then he goes on to the rpl chart he says here's the other killer chart rpl now come up to just below the 200 day sma which is the simple moving average and he says it's looking like it may have enough momentum to break through it um this is the key level to overcome uh, and retest from above is zero um sorry um 0.0144 which is the eth ratio on the eth ratio he says if it happens then we should see a relatively quick rise to 0.0162 which is the gateway to ratios above 0.02 so um the chart then you know after after um moon put out the chart um rpl did go higher on the ratio it went up to around 0.015 just a tiny bit below that so it seems like you know then he that what he what moon wanted to see there was rpl to come down and you know kind of find support at that 0.0144 number and then move back up from there however sadly today you know it, it went through that and it's now currently around the 0.0139 of 0.014 range so it looks like you know there there might be a break in the in the pattern there but as long as we get above that 0.0144 number then i think moon would say that there's upside potential there so uh, moon you know went on to give other ta advice that he does as well like in his kind of daily digest but those i think are the ones that are most interesting to some of you all so i thought i would cover that here okay next we had um val here talking about the open uh, ux report you know that we covered in yesterday's episode um and that was released you know the report about node operator user experience was released during yesterday's uh well it was released yesterday but with all the hype of the etf it was kind of missed so val kind of came back to it and uh, live blogged his reading through it so he 
I was giving like, you know, a point by page by page summary, like when things stood out to him. So he was talking about like, you know, what's lack of urgency. And then he was, had some comments about some of the different plots and how some of the numbers lined up with other things. And um, yeah, he was just kind of giving um, ideas about um, like the feedback to the report itself. So there's some interesting ideas here that Val shares. Um, one of the interesting ideas that came up actually was um, that um, you know, it might be a good idea for the GMC to fund a competitor to all nodes. Well, uh, uh, to fund a service like um, a non-custodial um, staking service. So um, he he actually um, even went and wrote a bounty for it and submitted it to the GMC for the next period. Um, so let's have a look at what Val says here. He says, um, you know, non-custodial staking as a service. Uh, what's the nature is that, you know, all nodes is great. It'd be better to have one or more competitors out there because they've got a big share of the Rocky Pool nodes. He says, in the worst case scenario, the Rocky Pool validators could act as a part of a cabal or self slash to grief, um, limiting that set is useful. Also note that all nodes has quite a lot of stake from Lido and others. So they're a centralizing force. So he goes in here and talks about what the, what it might look like, you know, um, how it would work and um, paying uh, $20,000 for milestone one and $60,000 for milestone two. And then the company itself would actually be a business, right? So that it would, it would make its own money. So um, there's, there's the aspect to it as well that, you know, the GMC, I guess, would have to consider and, and put those ideas together for it. But this was, um, this was a nice, nice post from Val regarding his reading of what's going on. Okay, next we had this um, about the Bisu, um, Bisu uh, issues from the weekend. There was um, a post-mortem that was released by Bisu here. So you can go and read this uh, thread. Like it's quite a short short thread if you want but um what i really liked here was hani abu's kind of tweet thread about it he says post-mortem of jan 6 bisu issues reveals someone attempted to attack the network we must continue to strive for better client diversity to help better protect against these kind of scenarios so he then tagged a bunch of the big staking services um and he says you know on christmas and new year's they were quiet for bisu nodes there wasn't anything in particular that stood out as a problem until the morning of january 6 the bisu engineer was the first to note that something was amiss when nearly all of our mainnet nodes halted our block um, 18947983, a freshly funded account that had deployed a contract and sent transactions resulting in bad tree log that halted most versions of Bisu on mainnet. So this was, you know, something that was quite a big deal. And uh, Hani says the risks here are too big to ignore. Uh, halting bugs of this severity are eligible for Ethereum Foundation bug bounty program as well. So um, if you are working on a halting bug, you might be able to just get some money from um, the Ethereum Foundation instead of trying to um, destroy Ethereum. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay, then um, Bisu, of course, you know, to kind of save face a little bit, were putting out some fluff pieces about, you know, how good their service is. And um, I guess just to kind of keep their users on side. So it says the Bisu team wants to make sure that users are confident in the client and its EVM engineering efforts are um, Hedera have significantly improved the EVM performance over the past two years, measured in uh, mega gas per second. We are continuously improving. And then there's a chart showing um, that improvement. And then it said the EVM is only one piece of execution performance. We'll be sharing an in-depth look shortly on our performance metrics of releases. And they will take into account more factors like uh, database implementations, improvements, better caching, uh, optimizations across the board, etc. So you can go and give that a read as well if you are interested in that. So next, um, the goalie um, hard fork, the the 
Cancun hard fork will be taking place on Gurley. Uh, and there's an announcement here from the Ethereum Foundation blog saying blobs are coming uh, and that will happen at um, you know 6:32 UTC, which is just after midnight in in the US on the eastern on east coast um, on January 17th. Um, so in five days, six days from now, uh, and then they're just giving you information about what's going to be in in the hard fork like which updates will be happening uh and what's going to happen for Deneb, what's going to happen for cancun and then they're letting you know about the different client releases that are that are happening so um as always you know leading up to a hard fork whether it's for a test net or mainnet the clients kind of scramble to get everything done last minute so here we have sigma prime with a lighthouse release saying this is pre-release pre not for mainnet this is just for girly users if you want that um here we had one from geth as well saying geth is out which is functionally equivalent to yesterday's update because we talked about geth update yesterday it says but a fresh tag due to a mess up uh that case the bad 31.13.9 to be cached in goes module repo, repo apologies about that so you can go and check that out as well and then here there's a big update from um prism saying um version 4.2.0 um, and this release is strongly recommended for all operators to update as as many bug fixes security patches and features that will improve the prism experience on mainnet this release has so many wonderful changes that we've deviated from our normal release notes format to aptly categorize the changes so you can go and have a look at all the different changes that are taking place um, but no and there was um here yorick has some stuff to say about the new bisu update and he was saying that sorry not the bc the prism update and he was saying that prism 4.2.0 contains important security features for mainnet according to prism team if you're using prism on mainnet make make this update a priority and then he says clarification for prism is it's important but not a five alarm a fire uh, so he says it's important to enough to run to the computer it's not important it's not i'm sorry it's not immediate enough to run from to the computer from the shower while you are soaking wet but you should prioritize your normal upgrade procedures to perform the upgrade as soon as practical it's highly recommended to upgrade not a fire emergency so definitely keep that in mind if you are running the prism client okay um next we had this comment here um from rocket doc so he says so with the etf on the cards is the money play something like note set offering each staking to institutional etf fund holders so i said that would be amazing nick get in here um and then rocket doc says you know like if there's going to be all this cash looking at holding eth surely holding eth that is generating returns is the play and do these institutions do it themselves or do they look at the guys saying um he has ready made product that works perfectly for you um and then Maso actually popped in to uh, trading and he said, this is the right take. Oh, so he was replying to non-fungible Yoakum. So non-fungible Yoakum was saying, the big value in node set is the KYC and performance monitoring. That creates a node operators as a service platform for whoever wants the stake. So here, uh, Maso said, this is the right take. Also, node set is taking some talking to some of the big names in crypto, pretty impressed with their ability to hustle. They're not messing around. So that's actually like really reassuring language that you know they're going to hit the ground running and then i put eyes on this like saying nick who's one of the co-founders of um Nordset, is typing so then nick said um, you know this is certainly something to think on constellation needs to be out and we need a track record of performance not to mention compliance complexities the big jump for uh, big institutions go from eth and then from eth sorry from to bitcoin from bitcoin to eth and eth to staked eth and that's a like a pretty considerable jump so um then um 
and then uh, Nick says, you know, um, we're working on it, um, but there's no timeline yet for when when Constellation will start. That's the integration with Rocket Pool, but they need uh, Houston to be released, and that should be released hopefully in um, in a few months' time. But uh, Nick's not promising a timeline. Okay, next we had some discussion on Eigenlayer again, and we got to see some agreement between Jasper and Val, who seems to have been like on two different sides of the discussion. So here, uh, Ramana asked, he says, did Jasper and Val come to an agreement on Eigenlayer yet? And then Val said, we agree on almost everything, to be honest. Jasper just thinks they are inevitable, and we have to join the Empire, and I strongly disagree. And Nosha says, that's a minor difference, really. And then... Um, Ramana asked him, like, what's your plan to stop them, apart from not actively supporting? And he says, in part, they have real competition, so I might not have to. And then Jasper says, the restaking as a concept is the idea that wins. And then Val says, you know, um, insofar as there's a need, it's partly above my pay grade, like all core devs or big players level. So there was like some discussion then about, um, you know, what the competition is, like Pepsi or Celestia for Eigenlayer or others, others as well, and what, you know, form they might take when it comes to um getting this idea of restaking and making it big but um then there was like some more discussion so if you want to follow that discussion just get to the link in the in the description and you can go and read up the, the discussion there okay next fizz had some like first very initial thoughts about uh the future of poap so you know he released that poap yesterday and he thinks some people were hesitant to mint it because the price was like you know $26 or something. So he says, interested in your thoughts. He says he had this idea of something called a communiment. So he says, how about a new pop delivery method that allows holders of some existing pops to mint a new pop without going through checkout? He says, I'm obsessed with the pop ecosystem and I've enjoyed watching as it helped bootstrap lots of strong communities in the rocket pool, ETH stake and ETH finance communities. Among those, he says, I also noticed that people who are deeply engaged in the community feel offended when I when I develop a pop and ask them to pay a few bucks for a civil resistance measure. He says, I really um, understand this. I can feel extractive when the real intention is to add value. He says, imagine developing a pop and then saying, uh, people who hold any of these other pops are eligible to mint this one for free. The control over communiment, communiment, yeah, rests with the pop drop creator. He says, this brings indirect value to pop by driving significant value to the best pops um, and it strengthens the community by giving pop value to existing members without feeling them feeling taxed. So Jasper says a discount instead of free, so a pop doesn't become insolvent sounds decent. And the other people were kind of bouncing ideas around about how it might work. So um, that's definitely a very early stage idea that Fizz is sharing, but hopefully it'll come to something because you all know that I love pop as well. Okay, next though, in some other news, we've got some um, information here about um, Circle, the the people who run the USDC stablecoin, uh, they're looking to um, go for an initial product offering in the USA, which means they want to start, you know, selling shares of their company on the stock exchange, um, or you know, some kind of stock thing. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because you're going to start seeing stories like this a lot in the coming year, and not just stories of companies IPOing, but also you know, token airdrops and companies starting. I think a whole lot of companies were kind of like on the DL like for the last couple of years because they knew that um, prices weren't good and it's not a good time to launch a product. You know, when there's hype and you launch, you capture a lot of that hype and it gives you a big head start. Or, or when you release a token, that's another time that you get a big head start as well. So it seems like there's a whole bunch of tokens that are potentially going to be airdropping, companies going to IPO, like trying to, you know, 
get on top of this um this mania phase that we might or might not be entering you know at some point in the next year or year and a half so um that's the reason why i'm mentioning it is because i think a whole lot of eyes are going to start coming onto crypto in the very near future and um circles seem to be uh, thinking that as well and for that reason it looks like they want to try to um get some liquidity out of their company and get it sold okay so finally i'm going to end the episode with two shout outs um the first one here is on behalf of joe and he says all right you jokers while you've been partying in here fornax has been pulling double shifts today working on stuff um and he says uh, he's asleep but tomorrow you make sure you give him some love so here this is me giving fornax love um fornax as you know is like a member of the community who i really love i was so happy when he joined the team and it's really really amazing to see that you know he's um he's working hard with the team and like making a really good impression on his uh, colleagues so you know for joe to um, come out and tell us all to send fornax some love i think that is that's really cool so that's awesome yeah fornax keep up the good work and please 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 get you know that australian ethos where you try to have a balance of work and life because all work and no play is no fun for anyone and finally i'm going to enter this episode with a shout out to someone who has helped me recently and that someone is sneaky ninja guy uh, like he has been on top of it with like submissions and like providing really quality content for the show and i just want to say a huge thank you to sneaky because um, he is one of my like go-to guys for everything related to rocket fuel or whether that's you know content or um even advice about the show and stuff so um thank you so much sneaky as well so on that note i'm going to end today's episode so thank you all for watching listening and being part of the rocket fuel community um these last few days have been really exciting and really fun so i hope you've all been enjoying them i know that you know um the price rise really impacts sentiment and the sentiment has i feel shifted a lot so that's really wonderful and yeah i hope you really enjoyed these periods because you know we've had a tough year of pretty much down only for you know eight months or nine months whatever it was and now it looks like we're finally coming through on the other side so hopefully um we can all like enjoy this period and not get lost in the charts <laughs> and hopium um, because that does not help anyone so please get out touch grass take a break from the discord even if the prices are going high unless you're actively trading there's no need to keep such a close eye on it and i'm telling this to myself as much as i am to all of you because i've had two horrible nights of sleep because i keep waking up and wanting to check what's happening and that is not healthy so on that note i'm going to enter this episode guys i know i already said that but I'll see you all tomorrow and I hope you all have a lovely rest of your day. Bye.